0: Just do it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com.
1: Welcome back to WFAN here in New York City. My name is Danielle McCartan with you until 4 a.m. And uh, with us right now on the hotline is Paul DeTino, who has been on the New York Giants beat since 1980. 19- 83 he is live it has been a long day for you paul how you feeling right now
0: (laughs) i tell you what danielle you you think of yourself as being 35 years old all the time and then you (laughs) go through one of these days and you realize you're just not there anymore
1: uh, well, Paul, I, I appreciate you taking the time. Are you on your way home? You're driving safely, everything? No, I'm, I'm back already. Oh, I've made good. it back,
0: okay, so I okay. appreciate it, and it's, it's good to talk to you as always. All right, well, thank you.
1: So, uh, Paul, what's an adjective that you would use to describe or categorize the game tonight for the Giants?
0: Well, the game is is very disappointing. I mean, you know, there were certain keys that had to be done tonight. I think it's obvious that Philadelphia for the for most of the season deserved the number 1 seed in the conference. I still believe right now that San Francisco has passed them in the last month, and they're the NFC rep in the Super Bowl. But, but Philadelphia is, is the second-best team in the NFC. And across the board, we knew they had more talent than the Giants. We knew they had more explosive and elite players than the Giants. And going into the game, if they played ten times, Philly would easily win nine of them. But with the intangibles and with the fact that the Giants seem to have so much confidence and with what had happened two weeks ago when the backups gave the Eagles starters so much trouble and we thought the Giants' you know, health was going to be a huge factor and the fact that Philly's health was such a question with Jalen Hurts, it was like, okay, there's a chance here that this could be that one time out of ten if they played where the Giants might be able to steal it. Certainly be competitive. But, but then yeah, I'll be honest with you. I went into the game saying the Giants had to have the ball for 33 minutes on offense. Mm-hmm. They didn't. Mm-hmm. They'd have to run it 35 times for 150 yards. They didn't. They'd have to throw between only 25 and maybe at max 30 passes. Mm-hmm. Well, they did keep themselves into that number, but a lot of good at them. Really nothing. And then they'd have to beat the living stuffing out of Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. and make him feel like he was in a game. You know, the Giants had no quarterback hits in this game tonight, not one. So they obviously failed miserably in that category. So all the key factors that that I determined would give them a realistic chance to be in the game and potentially steal it, (laughs) they came up really short on almost all of them.
1: You know the time of possession. I, I, maybe you just heard me arguing with one of the callers here, but the time of possession thing was a big thing for me too. Like I looked at what the command the commanders held the ball for forty minutes the first time that when they handed the Eagles the loss in Week Ten. So that's the blueprint for me if I'm the Giants. So, I, I, listen, I, I get it, but but in this particular situation, in this particular game, you're away. Your strength is your running game. Don't you want to win the toss and receive the kick? What To me, that makes sense. And, and, and can try to control the clock from the jump from possession number one?
0: Oh, so you you want to get into the whole coin toss philosophy. So, Fred, Look, Bill so, 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 so Belichick is the one who started that. Yes, okay? yes. He started it, and what Belichick found out is that over a long mathematical analysis, the team that defers wins the game 52% of the time. That's why he decided to go to the deferral. Mm -hmm. And everybody decided that, well, if Belichick figured this (laughs) out, it must be brilliant. So everybody became a copycat and figured that extra 2% is enough to make me defer every time. I come from the Bill Purcell's philosophy, which says, hold on a second, folks. Look at the specific game and the specific yes. situation yes. and then decide yes. if you need to defer. I don't think you should just unilaterally defer. Right. Tom Coughlin was the other way. Tom said, unilaterally, I'm getting the ball first. Because yeah. there's no guarantee how many possessions you're going to get. Yes. But you know if you get the opening kickoff, you're guaranteed that possession. Unless you fumble it, of course. Yeah. So Tom, Tom went in the other direction. I thought tonight the deferral was correct. Because the Giants knew that they had their entire starting defense available. And I think that they believed that their defense would be more liable to start the game off well, especially with the thinking that Hertz was gimpy because of that bad shoulder. Yeah. And if the Giants set the tone early by punishing Hertz on the first drive of the game, I Well, quite frankly, I was, I was on the air and I said, I didn't think Hurts was going to make it out of halftime. Mm. I thought the Giants would punish him so badly that that shoulder would not, would not hold up and he'd be knocked out. So I, I had no
1: problem with the deferral. Mm. All right. We'll disagree on that. That's okay. We're allowed to. So uh, think about big, big picture, uh, an adjective to describe the season. I know the game you said was disappointing tonight, but the season, I, I mean, the callers have been very optimistic about the season as a whole.
0: Yeah, you have to feel that way when you look at what they overcame, the litany of injuries, uh, obviously the first year of the new era in administration and coaching staff. Uh, When you looked at what Barkley and Jones were able to prove, that indeed they are guys worthy of second contracts. Uh, When you see that the team is set up well with its picks and its salary cap situation – uh, yeah there's no reason to be upset or disappointed with the season uh, I, I I said something to, to the uh, to the team chaplain on the way out of the office tonight I said if you ever watched uh, howie Mandel's game show deal or no deal yeah
1: yeah
0: okay yeah. great show right <laughs> fun show I had a nice year few year run this was kind of like you decided to keep your case and you left number of 17. You know, with the, with the pretty young lady up on the stairs. Seventeen's
1: my favorite number.
0: Right? All <laughs> right. So this, you can relate to this now, right?
1: Yeah. And Howie
0: says, okay, open your case. And the lady at 17 opens it, and it's a million dollars. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, <laughs> because, you know, you, you, yeah. you missed out on a chance to a million dollars. But then the lady opens her case, the one that she decided to keep, and it says, she won $150,000. Oh, hell? <laughs> I get it. I get it. There was that momentary, really crushing disappointment, but you just walked out of here with $135,000 yeah. or $150,000. Right. right. You're a winner.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what
0: happened with the Giants in 2022.
1: <laughs> I love that. I love that analogy. It's pretty good. Well, I mean, I,
0: I, that's the only way to look at it. Because yeah. the game, the game... In reality, is separate from the big picture and where the Giants stand in relation to where this team is going to go. This, this should not be a 2016 repeat where they made the playoffs. Yeah. The team was old, and the team was, was way overpaid. And even though we thought that they had a chance to be a good playoff team the next year, when it didn't work out and the coaching staff, you know, Basically butchered the season and everything went bad there was there was no way to go except down that's not the case with this team not at all so the future is incredibly bright there's a lot to be happy about off of this season
1: Paul detino joins us live here on the fan Paul we've been talking a lot about that fourth down call for me that was the, the turning point of the game unfortunately it was it was early and it was negative for the Giants uh, what was the turning point in the game for you?
0: Oh, wow. Uh, you know, I think, I think to be frank, I, I look at the nine-play, 63-yard drive in the second quarter. Uh, at that point, the Giants had already been down uh, 14 to nothing, and the Eagles had the ball after a Giants punt at their own 37 with about 12 and a half minutes left in the first half. And, and right there, it's like, okay, listen, uh, Eagles have, you know, Pretty good field position. I mean, it's not terrible, but it's also not great. I mean, they're inside their own 40. And what happens? They give the ball to Sanders six straight times. Yes. And he runs it all the way down to the Giants' 20. Yep. And then to make matters worse, Hertz converts the third down on a run. Mm-hmm. And then Goddard catches a pass, which is the only pass of the drive. And then Scott, <laughs> Boston know. Scott. I know the guy who absolutely destroys the Giants and can't even become an XFL player when he plays other teams. Okay, but uh, destroys the Giants, yep. goes up the gut for a touchdown, yep. and now it's twenty-one nothing. That drive to me is where I pretty much knew that this was not going to turn out well.
1: Yeah, kind of like the point of no return there. Yeah, it really was.
0: It really was. That That's when the car went off the road.
1: Yeah. Uh, something maybe you could look at this game, and I know there wasn't much to choose from, but is there something that the Giants did well enough to say, like, all right, that was all right? No. Yeah, I know. No, yeah. no, no, no. This entire night
0: was awful. The The Eagles looked like they did not miss a beat. None of the injuries to Johnson or to Hurts Looked like they impacted them in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. They did what they wanted. They took what they wanted. It looked like a scrimmage. Uh, they they had their way. They, they, they showed everybody why they were the division champs and won so many games this year. And the Giants, unfortunately, okay, let's make that very clear, unfortunately, picked one of their four worst halves of football. Yeah to play in the first half tonight when they went down 28 nothing. They were horrible in the second half of the first Dallas game. They were horrible against the Detroit Lions in in one of the halves of that game. Uh, and, you know, I they were horrible in the in the uh, in the second half of the first Philadelphia game. So you know, there were three three, three halves in the regular season and then tonight four halves of miserable football. And tonight just happened to be one of them.
1: <laughs> Paul DeTino joins us live here on the fan. Um, I think at the outset of the season, if, if, you know, in August, if someone said the giants are going to the divisional round, if football, you know, they're going to win the first round of the playoffs, the wild card round, they're going to play in the divisional round. You would have, anybody would have signed up for it. So I think it's fair to say that they've exceeded expectations, but, but in your opinion, Paul, how, what came together for the giants to exceed those expectations this year?
0: Well, you know, I think I think what you do, uh, Daniel, when you look at the season, you say, okay, what do you think of the wins? Now, I, I was on record; I thought the Giants would be eight and nine this season, mm-hmm. with the possibility of everything went right to maybe win two games extra and squeak out ten. I did think they could sniff the playoffs, so I wasn't that far off. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once you get into the playoffs, it's a matchup game, right? So you can't see in July. Well, if I told you they would get to the second round, well, if you knew that they were going to play a tailor-made opponent like Minnesota in the first round, yeah. you probably would have put put something down on that, right? Yep. So, so you can't you can't put that into the equation. But what you can do is say, okay, where did the Giants fare better than you thought when they went into summer camp? And I think it's it's very fair to say that you know. The fact that they got to this level, despite all the injuries to the secondary, to the wide receiving core, yeah. uh, they had occasionally, you know, they lost Leonard Williams for some games. They lost Ojo Lally for some games. Thibodeau missed the first couple of games of the season. Um, some of the offensive linemen. Neal missed a month of games. He got banged up. You know, um, uh, Gates came back into the lineup, you know, for the second half of the season. But but he wasn't there at the beginning. Well, you kind of knew he wasn't going to be there at the beginning. So maybe that one's not very fair. But, uh, you know, <laughs> they got here. Think about this. They got here with so many recyclable products coming off the scrap heap. Yes. And that's the thing. More than anything else, Danielle, I think – they need to be very gratified and satisfied that Barkley and Jones lived up to their um, their responsibility of earning a second contract. Okay. I think that's first and foremost. Maybe a big surprise is that Julian Love is no longer duct tape. He's now a damn good safety. Yeah. Forget the duct tape stuff now. He's not just a versatile guy who can do a good job and be plugged in. He's a really good safety. So maybe that's a big surprise. But, but really... Think about the recycle guys, you know, the, 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 the Jalen Smiths, the, the McLeods, the Moreau's, the Pinnocks, all these guys, the the Hodgins, you know, the the Richard Jameses of the world yeah. who, you know, played important roles on this team and were functional enough to get
1: this team into the playoffs. Well, Paul, I'm thinking— I, I, That's pretty incredible. Right, and, and you mentioned this this scrap heap, and, I, and I'm thinking 365 days ago almost, you got Jake Fromm taking two kneel downs to make more room for the punter. I mean, is Brian Dayball the NFL's Coach of the Year?
0: You know the problem with that? There were literally about five or six guys who could all claim, very rightfully so, that they should be the Coach of the Year. Uh, I, I'm obviously a little bit, uh, partial because I've been around Dable every day. And so I see what he's done and I know from where the giants have come from, but at the same time, uh, you know, someone said to me the other day, has there, has there ever been a co NFL coach of the year? I'm not sure that there has been, but hell, if there was ever a year for it, I wouldn't mind seeing two guys get it. Hmm. I mean, look. Think about it. You 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 can't ignore Sirianni. Yeah. You can't exo- you can't ignore uh, what Peterson did with the Jaguars. Yep. Right. Yep. You can't ignore what happened in San Francisco. They came down the stretch with their third string quarterback, yep. a rookie. You know, Purdy, Mister Mister Irrelevant. I mean, you know, how how can you disregard uh, what McDermott did with, with Buffalo, considering you know what happened you know with Hamlin. Mm. Uh,
1: I. I I, I I don't, I don't know. I, I
0: think it's a very, very, very hard thing to separate. But, you know, Stable certainly needs to be in that conversation. There's no doubt about that.
1: Quickly, your thoughts on, uh, I think Jones will be back on a second contract. I think it's yeah. not going to be this, this hometown discount that everybody seems to be calling up and calling for. The guy earned his money. Uh, I think they'll end up franchising Barkley. Do you think that's a fair assessment?
0: Well, that was my assessment going into the season. Yeah, I I said worst case scenario: Jones gets, you know, earns a three to four year contract for a for a a reasonable second tier kind of price. Yeah, and if they can't get a deal done with Barkley, he winds up with a franchise tag, which is probably going to be at about ten point one. At least that's what the estimates look like. Okay, Uh, both guys have expressed desire to stay. They both want to be a part of this. And I think that's the other good news is that the Giants have now created themselves uh, to be a destination. Right? Dable is a coach that people want to play for. Shane is a guy who has a plan in place, who's going to make this team a contender and players like that. Um, Leonard Williams is going to redo his deal because he's over 30 million on the cap in, in uh, right. 2023. He'll redo his deal with an extension, which is going to give them a boatload of room too. Okay. So, and we know they've already started talking to Barkley and Love about you know possible extensions with them. So, I, I don't worry much about it. I think I think it's all going to work out.
1: Okay, good. That, that's good news. And uh, final question here as we wrap up, and I appreciate you taking the time. Um, that's okay. Coming within, uh, I guess, to put it this way, coming within two wins of a Super Bowl appearance this year. What's the expectation for next season? Is it too early to talk about it?
0: Oh yeah, it's way too <laughs> early. You know, I mean, look, they do have to solidify. You know, these guys who need to be taken care of, and yeah. until those those things are done and the ink is dry, you know, they're not done. <laughs> you know, when's a contract to contract? Well, when the ink is dry. Yeah. Yeah. So so get that out of the way first. Then you got to find out. All right, what do you think you can do in either free agency or trades? before you get to the draft and we do know the Giants are going to have their, their allotment of picks and they'll get a, a, a comp a, a comp pick or two from the free agent losses they had over the last year okay. so that'll help them out a little bit but they're going to be picking really low we know that and um, you know we'll have to see but I mean look here's what I'll tell you the team is clearly on the right track and they've got room now whether it's with the picks, whether it's with the money, uh, they certainly have youth on their side, and now they also have some valuable playoff experience. All of the the things you need to get yourself on the way to a three- to four-year window are there. Now they just have to follow through on it.
1: Well, we'll see what happens there, Paul. It's perfect timing, and I appreciate you taking the time. I know it's a long day. Get some rest, and uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll talk soon around draft time. All right? All right. Anytime. Be well. Thank you. You too. Appreciate it. Thank you.